welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Gary Price. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Feeling uh, pretty good. Looking pretty tan over here. I'm pretty, I feel tan. Do I look tan? More tan. More okay. I can More look tan. That, yeah. Uh, I said to my wife, who, I was like, "Who looks tanner, me or Rich?" You're all natural tan. <laughs> with your olive skin over there. I don't want to hear about you. You were there a whole week longer than I was me. Ever How two am weeks? I still tanner? I told my wife, you? I was like, I didn't even wear pants the whole time. I was at the beach every day. Why are my legs tan? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know, Whitey. I'm like, all right. Jeez. Thanks, babe. Casper over there. Yeah, I feel like we haven't done a podcast in a long time. It does feel like a while. But we're back today, still picking up where we left off from all those podcasts. Now, a couple things. Uh, apparently, uh, I was off a little bit on a couple things on those podcasts. Uh, the pre-recorded podcasts? I was a little premature, as my wife would tell you, on some things, <laughs> uh, like the mock draft tool. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be up by Tuesday. That was like two Tuesdays ago. And I tried to hedge that a little bit. Thinking maybe there might be some glitches. So there was a couple glitches. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. He's like Josh, who's another, who runs our site. He's like, he said, did you mention the mock draft tool? He's like, I'm getting a ton of emails asking where it's at. I'm like, whoops, maybe, M- maybe. <laughs> but the good news is, there's a couple of, like updates we're gonna do to it, like down the road. Now we're gonna do those updates earlier like, yeah. you, like now you're gonna be able to do rookie mock drafts Debbie mock drafts oh, so all the way out that. the gate like so we're gonna switch it so you, the problem was you couldn't do linear and snake it'd be one or the other and then yeah it's a lot of stuff a but, lot of stuff it was crashing our entire site no big deal but good, the good news is it will be up in about <laughs> maybe two weeks just don't email C- Josh. Cross your fingers. Don't email the site. No, you know what? Just is. email Josh. You know what we'll do? Josh at Dynasty Nerds. <laughs> we'll just, we're just going to announce on the podcast when it's ready. I won't bring it up again. But I saw a video of it. It looks cool. It's going to be cool. It's going to be accurate. You guys are going to love it in like two weeks. Yep. Josh at add, add, add Dynasty, Dynasty, Dynasty Nerds. I got, I got a little ahead of my stuff. Another thing I was wrong about. Uh, our sponsor, <laughs> DynastyOwner.com. <laughs> we were talking about that $5,000 Mexico trip, and I was like, oh, it's all inclusive. It's not all inclusive. Oh, well. The food and alcohol is uh, not free. Oh, so, right. Somebody wrote me and they're like, hey, it says on the site the alcohol and bo- the food aren't free. And I'm like, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> I was wrong on that, too. So I'm just here to correct the wrongs. The mock draft will be up uh, soon. Speaking of Dynasty Owner, uh, our sponsor for the podcast, these guys are great. It's a new way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. They're literally their goal is to make it the closest thing possible to be an owner of an NFL team and manage manage it. And if you guys didn't sign up for their beta at Dynasty Owner and you missed out on a free entry for life because it's full, I mean, there's still time. You can still get a lifetime discount by signing up now for this season and helping them with their beta testing. If you go to DynastyOwner.com, there is a link to their Indiegogo campaign. If you don't know what that is, it's a crowdfunding site for new ideas. It's a great way to financially support any idea. Uh, while well, also getting some cool stuff in return. And like I told you, they have some really cool stuff. You know, the $99, $250, $500, $1,000, $5,000. Uh, you know, you get free. For 99 bucks. you get free five-year membership. Uh, for the next four levels, you get free lifetime membership. Then you get a shirt and a, te- a hat at 250 You get a, a team for life, a hat, a T-shirt, and a Dynasty owner etched Yeti for 500 bucks. For 1000 bucks, you get all that stuff and two tickets to any Monday Night Football game uh, in the world wow. for this year. Or 2020, I think, too. And 2020, yeah. 
that's a good opportunity to meet me up in San Fran because I just bought my tickets to the Browns 49ers game last night. Sweet. My tickets are bought. I bought them right lower level. So I'll be at the lower level right where the Browns come out. Who? Behind the who? Browns bench. Who? Who? So who? if you're in San Fran Bay Area, I'll be there. October there 6th. Can't wait. Okay, and then the $5,000 level. This is where I was wrong. But you do get all that other stuff I talked about and one week at Casa de Sofia in Mexico. It's a private villa that the founders of Dynasty Owner own and rent out. It comes with a staff that do everything for you. They cook the food that you buy. They clean <laughs> for free. They do that for free. They go shopping for you, so you give them the money. Come on, it's Mexico. It can't be that expensive for some tacos, right? Sure. I mean, Sounds right. I mean, they're cheap here. In Mexico, they'll be cheaper. You would think. I would hope. Um so you don't really lift a finger there. It fits eight people, four couples, so bring your friends. It's a house alone rent for eight to $12,000 per week. Check them out. Check the house out at LuxuryZLO.com, and you see how incredible it is. Go to DynastyOwner.com and click the link for the Indiegogo campaign. Also, check out Dynasty Owner Podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you check out their YouTube channel, you'll see Matt and I on there for one of the episodes as well. Indeed. Um, that's it, right? Yes, sir. And we're back five minutes later. Let's talk about some Dynasty Fantasy Football. <clears throat> advertisement love it mm-hmm. love it beach talk love it that's what people are here for that's what they come for so now do we want to talk today we're talking about the afc and mc south and in this episode we're gonna talk about the mc south on the nerd herd episode we're gonna talk about the afc south so if you want an extra podcast a week join the nerd we got cool stuff like a mock draft tool coming buy sell tools up cool rankings devi idp mm. Superflex, ppr a lot of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Nerd, the last couple Nerd Herd episodes, I've been dropping F-bombs. He did. Definitely Lots. dropped some F-bombs. I've been getting a little crazy. I've been getting a little loosey-goosey potty mouth. We were on a a long terror there, you know, four hours or five hours. It was like six hours or something of podcasting. And you I don't just, remember. I was delirious. You started getting a little delirious, a little loose, especially towards the end. Oh, you should have heard that was me and Garrett did when you were here. I'm like licking the mic. I'm like <laughs> making this like really weird and like sick sound and gross. Just dropping f bombs all over the place. It was terrible and beautiful at once. <laughs> it's pretty much sums up. Right? That's, that, was, <laughs> that sums me up to a perfectly t. That's a t- to a perfectly t. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Exactly. That sentence sums me up to a perfect t. <laughs> Nothing but a g thing, baby. Um, let's get into the NFC South, though, shall we? Yes. Let's start off with the Atlanta Falcons and break these guys from a dynasty perspective. We're looking at Matt Ryan, which was quarterback two or three overall last year. Julio Jones, who's you know one of the most dominant receivers to ever play the game, and even at the end of last year, he decided to score some touchdowns, which was always a bonus because you know he hadn't done that in about three seasons. So, Calvin Ridley, first round former first round pick, looked pretty nice there had a nice really super hot game stretch like three game stretch there for like the first couple weeks that was beginning of the year yep is this the second coming of julio or odell beckham then he cooled down a little bit that ice cube got ice cube melted a little bit muhammad sanu the old number two now number three kind of uh uh austin hooper one of the most undervalued tight ends in all of dynasty fantasy football the 24 year old uh nice little I mean, when you're talking, when you're drafting tight ends, Austin Hooper goes around like eight, nine. Oh, at least, yeah, you know? uh, yeah. I've seen him as low as like eleven, twelve. It's absurd. It's absurd. Luke Stocker, Devontae Freeman, Ito Smith, and Kenyon Barner at running back. That's the team. Is it missing somebody? Is there anybody I missed? Uh, they drafted Quadri Olison yes. uh, in the f- like fifth round. Okay, something like that. I knew there's gonna be some a couple of guys I miss on here that I'm gonna need your guys, uh, yeah, assistance on here. So what do we think as the Falcons as a whole? What's where's where's the value? Obviously we have Julio here. I mean, 
with Julio, he is what he is. If you're a contender, you're riding him. If you're if you're in the middle, if you're stuck in the middle or you're rebuilding, obviously Julio <laughs> should not be on your roster. Right. I mean, at this point in the game, he's getting up there in age. He's probably got two, maybe you think two years left of like he, really high end production. He is such a freak, and he's outlasted that foot this long. It's like I don't know, man. Like today with today's days of medicine, I think I think he get three more years on okay. Julio. Yeah, he's he's such a good he's such a good receiver, and from a yardage perspective, I don't know that we've seen a better receiver like the of all dude, time. Yeah, like I mean, the dude just gets yards. That's, and that's and I think that's where like, like everybody loves Julio. Everybody knows how good he is, but like everybody's for and consistently for a while now, like he's never been like the guy, right? Like ah, Julio's my one one in dynasty startup. Like I don't even know if I've ever seen, have you ever even seen Julio as like the one one. Like people have got up. Uh, Josh Gordon got the one one at one point. No, I mean, I, I, there's guys that were like, I mean, it was like the years where it was like him and Dez. I feel like probably about four years ago, where Megatron was in there. Yeah, or in his yeah, career. But you know too. what I mean, like Julio. Yeah. Like, but like you mentioned it, it sums up perfectly. Like he's a yardage monster, and that touchdown Achilles has just been yep. hurting him between the twenties, man. Between the twenties, it's it's. But last year he took a big step here too. He did. So for Julio. What do, what do you guys look at Julio for, like, value-wise? Like, obviously, if you're a contender, this doesn't mean anything to you because you're going to ride Julio right into the death of your team. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to, like, say you're going this year and, like, okay, you know, I've been listening to Dynasty Nerds podcast. I understand where my team is stuck in the middle. I don't want to be stuck in the middle. My number one asset is Julio Jones. And that's not a good place to be. Right. In three years when my team is, is rebounding, Julio Jones is going to be on his last legs. But do you think you can even get like a monster return for Julio right now in the dynasty world? Like realistically, like what kind of return are you looking at Julio for Julio? Like what would you take? Like what's the bare minimum you would take for Julio? Uh, you just talk about straight draft pick compensation. We're not trying to, like, we're a bad team. You're just on a to... bad team. And you're like, you know, like I said, you have Julio here. Cause I mean, listen, he's the number one asset on this falcons roster what would you take for julio like is it is it a, is it does it ha, it has to be a player and a pick right I like, say, I probably think, i think so, it's got to be a so you're looking player. at 2021 right out the gate but yep. like what other player would you be looking for like that you would be like comfortable with you're never going to get an equal return that's the thing like you're never going to well in rebuilds like this it's a long-term play that you're right. playing here so it's not like equal return would it, would it be like a tyler lockett Type of guy. I was in that range. I was thinking him, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams. Maybe I would, I would love that. That would Mike be a Williams. great deal. If, if I could get, get Mike that. Williams and a first round draft pick, I would do that in a heartbeat. That's would you do I Williams in a second? Mm. I don't know. 2020 second? Yeah. I don't know that I could. I I'd rather just enough. I'd rather just push off for a twenty twenty one first. No. And then maybe like a twenty I would say I would I I would if he was that in love with the twenty twenty first round pick, he's like, dude, I'll give you twenty twenty second and twenty twenty one first and Mike Williams, I would do that. Yeah. I would do that as well. I, would, I'm pushing would, for a first. It would have to be a first. It would definitely definitely in a rebuild for. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the first name. Obviously, I've been pimp, we've been pimping Mike Williams pretty hard here. But yeah. those are two names that come to mind. Like even Tyler Boyd wouldn't get done for me personally. Just me. Um, it'd be that Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams mm-hmm. category for me, uh, with their age and their production. And obviously, for you guys, Jarvis Landry's not going to cut it. No, <laughs> probably not. I, I'm a little closer, but it won't be enough for me. Do we still see Julio as uh, this year as a top three fantasy wide receiver for 2019? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Locked in. Yes, it's a lot of competition up there. Who? I guess let's let's go through that. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. DeAndre Hopkins. And then Michael Thomas. 
Devontae Adams. Sure. Okay. I mean, Devontae Adams I mean, didn't score less than 16 points per game last year. If, if I'm ranking just for this year. Just for this year. I'm saying it's Nuke, then it's probably Julio would be second. I would go Nuke, Devontae Adams, Julio. Okay. But that still keeps him up there. And then let's see if Odell can stay healthy. Yeah, new new offense. We we think he'll get the targets, but we still right. It's it's a lot of an un, a lot of unknowns there still. Okay, Matt Ryan, Superflex. Do we still love him? Yeah, I mean, love is a strong word. It's a very strong. It's a I very love, love get things done. All right, I, the, it all depends on which Matt Ryan you're paying for. Are you paying for the number two overall quarterback Matt Ryan last year? Or are you paying for the guy that's like? 16 the other year or you know he's so hard to count on and, year and, and year you know, we do have to take into account that you know Dirk Cutter is back as his offense coordinator so there has been a there's been a change right uh, you know of, of the guard of the guard kind of or so to speak there so him and Julio will be familiar but the rest of the guys will have no clue yeah I think I think Devontae Freeman was there also his his rookie year he was there yep mm-hmm. so okay. there'll be some familiarity uh with the guys and the personnel and stuff like in Superflex, like for me personally, I'm cap. I'm taking that number two overall finish last year, and I'm selling. Yeah, and I know he's not old from that standpoint, but like we mentioned, Julio, how much longer does he have? Where does that offense go? Who's the running back going to be in the next couple of years on this team as well? I do like Austin Hooper. I do like Calvin Ridley, but is Calvin Ridley a true number one receiver in the NFL? No, I don't think so. No, he's a Y. You know, he's 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 it could be more like a Z receiver. You know, like put him. In, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's. He needs somebody else, in my opinion. Uh, he needs like a Julio Jones to yeah. dominate here. So Matt Ryan, to me, like I would love to like a super flex league because the people that do love him, I would love to get somebody like a Jared Goff uh, and just get younger completely. Yeah, almost in a flip, even wise. If I can get someone else back, but like just in a flip, mm-hmm. I would love to trade Matt Ryan straight up. Like, hey, can I get Jared Goff? I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do that too, just because I think they're similar players, and you're getting way more years. Yeah, you get to add what six, seven years to it. I can see. I can see. Like if you're in a, like if you're in a vacuum, in a super flex, you put up in a poll, and you're like, "Hey, you know, Matt Ryan or uh, Jared Goff?" I could see like eighty percent picking Matt Ryan. You think that many? I think so. I feel like that, I feel like people don't. Let's love find out. Jared Goff. <laughs> put it on Twitter. Let's put it on we'll right now. It. We'll get the results on uh, at Dynasty Prices Twitter. Just check it tomorrow. Oh, okay. And then we'll get the results later. There we go. Stay tuned. Stay for the tuned. Next, for what do we got about 45 more minutes there? Stay tuned. We'll give you the results. But don't you, like, okay, so let's predict. I'm predicting 80% Matt Ryan. I think it's probably closer to 55% Matt Ryan. If there is I'm, even a, a Matt Ryan bump. I, I was going to say, I think I'm going to go 58% golf. Because I think it's, it's, win. it's dynasty too. I mean, that's that's who we're we're speaking to. You got to think that they're going to be smart enough to know that. Oh, is you're that what the show's a, about? A ton of extra years with golf. That is. I what don't know. Show. I'm. I don't. I don't know about that. Okay, right. so I'm saying eighty percent Ryan. You're saying fifty five percent Ryan. You're saying fifty eight percent golf, Garrett. Yep. All right. Let's see who wins this bet. Um, let's move down the list. Calvin Ridley. Where do we look at him as a dynasty asset? I mean, he's a high-end talent. I, I know you kind of poo-pooed him as somebody that you don't think could be no, a number one for a team. I don't want to poo-poo really because like his route running. Yeah, he's got excellent route running, man, and he's so young still. The shares, I think, will come as he kind of grows into it and, and Julio fades. I think this was perfect timing by them, and, and I think he is number one wide receiver material personally down the road. 
right, I'm going to get pooped on by this. I think he's like a, a little better Sterling Shepard. Okay. I'm, I've never been a I've never been a huge Calvin Ridley guy. Really good route runner. Um, mm-hmm. There there's things about his game that are that are exciting, but I think we we got excited by some of the big games, and I think those were more fluky. I don't think he's a big big play guy, big game guy. I think he's going to be really consistent for the most part. But I just I don't see that ceiling that other people see. Garrett, look at me. I love you. I love you. See how strong that word is? Wow. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Uh, that's all. I mean, that's exactly how I feel too. Like I feel like those big games, like really, like skyrocketed Ridley's like value, and I think when he came down a little bit more down to earth, kind of showed like again as a rookie, he did fantastic. This is right. and this isn't me again. I like. I'm the big. I've been propo- like proposing Sterling Shepard for three years. Will you marry me? Not P- you proposing. I would propose to Sterling <laughs> with a name like that. Uh, so to me, it's like, this isn't like, so this is, I like Sterling Shepard a lot. So then I yeah. said, he's, he's, he's a slightly better than Sterling Shepard kind of guy. And, but to me, he's like a mid range wide receiver too, right around, which yeah. is very valuable. That's his high end to me. Yeah. I think you're going to have, you know, he's going to be wide receiver 16 this year, 20 next year, 18 the following year. Like he's just going to kind of always bounce in that, in that range, which is, which is really, really valuable. But I just don't think he ever eclipses that i'd rather have tyler lockett than calvin ridley that's about the range that's I what i don't know who i'd rather have i'd, I'd have be trying i try i'd be trying to make that little flippity flop for me personally like i'm taking the number hmm. one in seattle's offense and locked up with that quarterback over a guy um like calvin ridley that's close for me and it's weird because again it sounds like i'm doo-dooing all over calvin calvin why do you hate calvin so because worse hops okay <laughs> i need a, i need a duo all right julio that's close that's close that's a rumb- that's a rambunctious tiger. <laughs> wow, Coolio. I guess. Matt, what about you with Calvin? <laughs> I already I already laid it out, man. I think he can be a, a future number one. I uh, I just feel like in a dynasty startup, he's going higher than I'm willing to take him. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't own him anywhere. There's always one of those players that gets taken higher, and then when you look back at your draft, like three years later, like oh, I probably took that guy. So a he's little like bit he's like high. the future T. Y. Hilton for you, where he's just like. Is he a future Corey Davis for you? What What is that supposed to mean? A guy. Well, I still like Corey Davis. I, was, I just wanted to hear your assessment of Corey Davis. <laughs> well, let me tell you about gotcha. some Corey Davis. He's a fantastic, fantastic receiver who's been, you know, hurt by you know some injuries. His quarterback's been injured as well. Uh, heavy target shares that doesn't produce. The we will get to points. talk about him in the nerd herd episode today too. Oh, let's save it then. Just, I apologize. Just save it. I like him. Uh, <laughs> We talked about Austin Hooper undervalued tight end here in Dynasty Fantasy Football. He's only 24 years old, people. He got, he's gotten Love better every single year. His target shares there as well. You know, when where Julio's not getting a red zone production, Austin Hooper can be that red zone target as well. And I understand Julio gets targeted. I think he's a great own for your tight end position. Like I feel comfortable going into this year as Austin Hooper as my tight end. One. Yeah. So do I. I think he's gotten better, like you said, every single year. And and he's for for whatever reason, just totally un, un, under the radar. I mean, obviously he came in with a lot of hype because he was, you know, he was like the number one tight end coming out that year, and he just didn't automatically produce. And and this is one of those cases of, of a guy just kind of falling by the wayside. And something else that we haven't been able to say about the tight end position, dude has stayed very healthy. Sixteen games both the past two seasons, Absolutely. which is really valuable for your team. Very valuable for any team. The best ability is availability. 
And I would I will say this too though. It feels like if you're paying attention throughout the dynasty community news and notes, like Hooper has been getting some like he's starting to he's starting to creep up. He's starting to gain some speed. You know what I mean? Which is and from all the right. If you look in the right spots, he's gaining the speed in all the right spots. So, like, this is a guy value who I think it goes back to my opponent of like, by now, it'll look like a value later. Yeah. Even if like you have a tight end, and you're like, I need a number two. Like, I have George Kittle in our league, Matt, our original 16 year league. I got nobody else. I got Jason Witten. I got Ben Watson. I mean, I'm literally got a hospice I, I, <laughs> behind George Kittle um, on my dynasty team. So, like, I, and I've been trying to get Hooper. The guy won't budge. On him, but like that was like I would love to him to be like. Well, knowing the guy, I don't, uh, I don't doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me either. But I could, I could try. <laughs> Good I told, luck. I told him I loved him. <laughs> didn't work. I've he got I've got twenty four tight ends. Come come get me. I know, but you just you know how bad I want one. <laughs> Tennessee, you just said you... I'm not going to be taking advantage of. All right, I'm not that kind of lady. So I, so I got so, I got a, oh, a few got a few drinks in you this weekend. He, Hooper. Is somebody Thursday. That, <laughs> this episode's coming out the day before America's birthday. It is. We'll get that to the nerd, nerd episode. Yep. We'll get. I'll put off some fireworks. Uh, but Hooper, like, what do you? What would you give up for Hooper? Like, what? Like, again, this is always tough because it's in the vacuum. But like, if you're like in my boat, and say you're worse off in my boat, say your tight end is Greg Olson and Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. Those are your tight ends. You know, it's been working for you for the last twenty nine years. But now that ship is slowly coming to the end. The Titanic's almost sunk. My entire life it's been working <laughs> for you. Good for you, you young buck. Um, and you're like, okay, I want a tight end. Where's the best value in Dynasty right now? You know, you, know, you look at a guy like Chris Herndon, yeah. you, go, you know, who's good value, still risky. I'm looking towards, like, again, that, my number one target here for value at tight end is Austin Hooper when I think of value. But, like, what can you give up for Hooster, Hooper? So let's get the value of Austin Hooper. You know, like it's, it's easy to sit here and say, like, on any other podcast, oh, I like Austin Hooper. I want him on my team. It's no. it, we can't do that shit on this podcast. We oh. gotta get down to the the bare bones of value here, right? We're here to help. Let's help. What would you think that might look like a slight overpay that's fair for a guy like Austin Hooper? Pick wise, like you're not giving up a twenty twenty first, but like No. That's in my brain I was starting in a twenty twenty second. I wasn't gonna budge up into the, the twenty twenty first, Which is really valuable, a 2022nd. Right, I'd, it I'd, is, especially would, in this class. I would have no problem of a 2022nd. I just feel like it wouldn't get it done. I don't think it would either. You know what I mean? Like It, it all depends on the owner because like, there's a lot of guys that I've been talking to and they're like some running backs that would go in the first round of this year's class are like running back like 12-13 in – Overall, just just at running back in this class. How dare you talk about Miles Sanders like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, after Jacob Sanders and Montgomery. Oh yeah, well yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. Oh for sure, Daryl Henderson. But yeah, I mean like Kyle, the running back twelve in next year's class is probably the running back four in this year's class. So that's oh the, yeah, definitely that. So that's the hard part is like there is just stupid like, and the more I get into it, the more stupid the depth depth gets like even the receiver class it might be better than the running back class like it's it's so deep so gotta check out our debbie rankings on dynastynerds.com join the nerd so if like i would have a hard time doing it just because i've been looking at all of these players and watching their tape and i'm you've uh, got 2020 rookie fever don't you I, already it's <laughs> yeah. bad it's really bad but that it's being said get worse it will it will absolutely Wait till people during season, college football. yeah oh it'll get worse that being said 
I still would be okay probably giving up if I, especially if I'm not projecting it to be early in the second round. If I'm projecting to be more mid to late, I would probably be okay giving up a second for Hooper. I feel like an early second round is more than fair. And I think if you look, I think at the time of the draft of the 2020 comes around, you'd say like, Oh, you almost overpaid at right. that point. When, when, when you're on the clock and you see who's available, you're like, Oh wow. That, He's available, and you gave up a tight end, Austin Hooper, tight end. Like, wow, I'd rather have this guy. But if he's a tight end one for the next five, six years, did you really overpay? No, no I agree. Yeah. I, I still want Hooper here, but I'm saying I think that's fair. Like, I, we can all agree I think a, a yep. high 20, mm-hmm. is more than fair for Hooper. 2022. 22nd. 22nd, I don't think it would get it done. Player value-wise, like if you say in the same, let's say in the same realm, right? Okay. Eric Ebron. I would rather have Hooper. So would I. And I think that would get it done. So like if Especially I'm Especially if it's a win now owner. Yeah, if I'm an Eric Ebron owner, I would be looking at flipping him for Austin Hooper. That'd be like my number that'd be my goal. Like right now, if I owned Ho- Ebron and I didn't have Hooper, I'd be like, I'd put that offer out tonight. Like, hey, you know, I don't have Ebron shares, but if I did, I'd be like, Hey, you wanna give me Austin Hooper for Ebron? I bet that would get it done. I uh, uh this is this is probably controversial. Um but I, I put it out there on Twitter, and there I got a better response than I figured it would have. Um, but I would straight up, I, you don't have to do this because you can get more for it. But straight up, I'd rather have Hooper than Ninjoku, and you can probably trade Ninjoku for Hooper plus something else. I would take the plus. I wouldn't take it straight. You wouldn't do it straight. I take only because I'll take the Browns' offense, and even just out of early OTAs from the Browns, watching Ninjoku. He already looks improved. Is he looking good? And here's the thing. And he's here, a he's a freak athlete, man. And that's and, and that's the thing. I think I, I I literally was thinking like you too. I I was in the same boat two weeks ago. I was like, uh-huh. man, I feel like Njoku is just really overvalued. I'm and I asked myself, I'm like, why do I feel that way? Right. So I sat down and I was looking into it. I was like, no, I think it goes right back to the fact of like, what have you done? Like almost like like a sickies. Like people are like off of him because what sure. have you done for me? Right. And he's been so inconsistent. But we when he was coming out, Njoku was so raw yeah he's so young Young and raw right and this is his third year like i would hate to get out from under that on a team that doesn't have any big receivers and he he had like 600 and something yards last year it's not like he He didn't have a bad season he did 200 yards every year so far like he essentially went like 200 like 400 you know i mean it's like he's he's increased it he's he's, he's gotten better over the last two years so and just watching Motes, the way he was moving, the way he was catching the football, like I was like, oh, you know, like I, I looked into it, like what has he done so far here yeah. in OTAs? And I think he can become a red zone monster for Cleveland. For a team that's going to move the ball really well and see a lot of red zone opportunities, I think Njoku is going to be a nice – I think the, I think the safe play is Hooper there. Mm-hmm. I think the higher upside, the upside is definitely Njoku. Again, we're talking about Jarvis. Uh, we're talking about Odell Beckham. Their number three receiver, Callaway. You know, we're not talking about big time play, like height wise. Like, t- right. we're not talking about big it's Higgins. Higgins is the, the the tall one. Yeah, but he's the fourth receiver on the depth. Like, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be him and Callaway fighting. But again, he's yeah. not on there. Every, he's not gonna be in every red zone package. Sure. Joku will be in every red zone package. So I mean, him and him and um, him and Hooper are within twenty yards of each other. End of the year, six sixty to six thirty nine. So it's it's 21, 21 yards difference. It's just from what they did last year. From what they did last and Hooper's year, Hooper's got a year on him. Exactly. So. That's where I, that's where I would stop you on it. I would yeah. Two you weeks ago, straight up. Two weeks ago, I would be like, okay, I probably would do that. But right now, I think if I'm going to gamble on guys that I already think are going to be close, 
production. I'm going to go the upside, the high upside guy in a better offense, and that's going to be David sure. Joku. I, mean, I just the, worry about the target share. I was going to say the major difference is um, he put up, he had uh, 71 catches, Hooper did, to, to 50 for um, Njoku. And that speaks to Njoku's, you know, probably athletic the more ability. athletic, yeah, the more athletic, the more athletic. Of His the hands team. were a little bit iffier last year as well. They were. Um, I think he's going to improve on that. So, but I think it's close. I think you're really like, in that realm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But in Joku, too, for me in Joku, like he, I, I probably wouldn't ever get shares because he'd go higher again where I would take sure. him. I'd rather sleep on a guy like Mark Andrews, you know, yeah. Chris Herndon, uh, come back for my number two tight end. Yeah. Um, last guy here because we spent half the episode on the Atlanta Falcons, uh, <laughs> Levante Freeman. If you're in a win now mode, is this the guy to get at running back? Is this the, is this the move you want to make? At running back because I I've been waiting to talk about him. We haven't really spent a lot of time on Devontae Freeman so far coming up this year. For a guy who I was off of and ready to get this move on for a very short window here, like in a very short. And I would even say hashtag two years possibly. We're talking about a, uh, just three years ago, was it, Matt, where Devonta Freeman was the number one overall fantasy running back? Yeah, yeah, he was yep. amazing. Who's now finally healthy on a team that's going to, you know, again, there's not tons of weapons here that really knock your socks off on this offense. A team that's going to run the football. Edo Smith, a little bit smaller, more of that pass catcher running back too here. Devontae Freeman catches the ball well. If you're making a move for a ship, for the title, is Devontae Freeman to move? Is he the running back to go out there and get for your dynasty team? Because I sure as hell think so. I, mean, I think he, Freeman's going to have a very good year this year if he can stay healthy. I mean, he's obviously capable of, of getting over 1,000 yards and then throwing 50 catches on top of that for another 400 yards. He's done it in the past. That's what, that's the kind of running back he is. It it boils down to health for him. I mean, he's twenty seven. It's not like he's over the hill or anything. He has a couple of good years left in him, and it, it's just going to boil down to the health factor. And and do I think he can do it? Yeah, I think he's a good guy to go out and get for one one or two year rental. You know, you don't want him if you're rebuilding. Clearly, no. But. And Tevin Coleman's gone. I mean, that was always right. part of it too. Was you know he was eaten into the touches. I don't think the combination of Ito Smith and um, Olison are going to equal what what coleman did in the past so i think the touches should be there too so we talk about this all the time of you know what what does it take to win right and go out to win if you need a running back and you're a championship caliber team and you know it and you're and you're just that one really good run not like a kind of good running back we're not talking like you know a guy who might be really good potentially like even like an aaron jones who probably is up in his value too um in a dynasty startup, you put, you take Jones over Freeman, but yeah, for this year is a twenty twenty first insane to give up for Dante Devonte Freeman. I mean, I, I feel like a move like that would have to be made in season for me. Okay, you got to make sure he's there. Yeah, I think you got to make sure. I don't think you do it now. Uh, when he, when I would he hate it. to do it. I would hate to give up the pick. Yeah. yeah, I would hope. I would hope my rookie draft for this year hasn't happened yet, and I can trade my first this year. To get him and uh, not my 2021st. That's definitely the move. Yeah. If, if you haven't drafted yet and you're able to do that, because I think it's probably 50 50, you know, half the leagues have already drafted, but there's a lot that wait till like preseason to Anywhere do that. from pick five on. Because yep. otherwise you're just taking Montgomery, Sanders, or exactly. Jacobs. Right. But right. like, we're after the guy on the board, like, here, you want TJ Hawkinson, you want Nikhil Harry, Debo Samuel, uh, whoever it is. Yeah. Yep. AJ Brown, you want this guy, you can have him, just give me to find it free. And everybody, I feel like anybody would jump on that. Like, hey, yeah, I'll take, I'll take. AJ Brown, especially if the team that dealing that's dealing him isn't winning right now, right? Because you can't look at here's what you can do. You can't look at it as like okay, 
you know, I'll just try and get by this year with my team. My team's – I came in second last year, but I just need that running back. And, hey, next year's running back class is really strong. I'll just wait that and try and win again this year. And if I don't, I'll have that running back next year. Again, too many people, when it comes to dynasty teams, think the future is, like, guaranteed. Like, they're going to keep producing at a high level. You'll probably look at those results at dynasty. <laughs> I'm pretty dang close right now. Okay, so you're right. I was wrong. <laughs> um, the results right now are 59% golf and what 41 percent right 59 plus 41 to 100 yeah i don't know i said 80 percent ryan you were now you were close man i was i'm there's still plenty those are <laughs> 24 hours right? that's right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just prematurely uh get to where i need to be after like 15 minutes of a poll that's right was, I mean, we got there, time was there 11 votes on it uh 246 i mean it's pretty close to 11 too so it's <laughs> pretty much the same thing so back to Devonte freeman back to the subject at hand is a twenty twenty first too much to give up for Devontae Freeman? If you're truly making a championship run and that's the piece that you need, then no, it's not in my eyes. I don't think it is either. Because chances are, if, if you're that team, you're picking at 10, 11, 12, then probably. Exactly. So it would, it would hurt me to my core, but I would be willing to do it. Those yeah. are the kind of moves you need to make, though, to push yourself over the top. You know what I that's mean? That's where my point is. Yep. That's where I, that, the whole point of that was to get to that, to, to get to that comment right there. Those are the moves you have to make. Yep. Don't be tied down to picks in the yep. future. Again, too many people I've seen this. I've been playing dynasty fantasy football for 17 years. You know, it's like too many people think that the future is guaranteed. It happens way too often. And anytime you have any kind of window, you have to go all mm-hmm. in. I did it one time. I gave up first to Ricky Williams. No one was going to retire after. Like, knew it. Yep. Knew he was going to retire. And I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I, I won the ship, too. I didn't need Ricky Williams. It's the, the worst that part about, about it. Hurt. <laughs> but I wasn't willing to risk it. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, you did yeah. what you had to do. And that was right. a young dynasty, Rich. You mm-hmm. know, we're talking about weed had Ricky. You know, so <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I think too many people, we, and that's why we preach on the show all the time about do everything can to win, yep. get too caught up about, again, well, that's not really fair for me. And, like, you'll win the trade. Like, like somebody would rather win a trade than win a ship, which is, you know, Stupid. that's Just pretty dumb. Silly. No. And I think – if you had, a, is there another running back you guys could peg as the guy like to go like an, a guy that clearly has about two years left? Is there another running back you could think of that would you give up a twenty twenty first over a guy like Devontae Freeman? You're not doing it for Mark Ingram, no, right? no, no. You know what I mean? But like, is there another running back out there that you could actually get? Not in that range. I mean, you have like Le'Veon Bell's that are like, but you're not getting Le'Veon levels. Bell for twenty twenty first. You know, maybe an yeah. Aaron Jones. Um, where there's some risk there, maybe you can get Aaron Jones for 2021st. You could maybe get Aaron Jones for 2021st right now. Uh-huh. Once the season starts and he starts producing, he, he might outperform that. And that's where the risk is. Right. Yeah. That's one thing. I think the safest bet here is a guy who was the former number one overall running back just three years ago, right. Devontae Freeman. Because if he starts producing, the guy might be itching just to get rid of and him. And even his bad year that he had two years ago, he was running back 13. That yeah. was his bad year. That's And that's running back 2-1. Right. So, yeah, I think... I think I want to save him for last. I think that's the move for a contender. Um, and maybe and maybe you could get him for somebody that's on your team that's not a 20. Like, obviously, there might be a player like in a vacuum on your roster that you could flip sure. for him. You know, like maybe you're really strong at receiver. And, you know, you have to give up Curtis Samuel to get a Devontae Freeman, which I would hate to do because I love Curtis Samuel this year. We're going to talk about him when we get to the Panthers. But that's a move. Like, maybe that would get it done as yeah. well. Let's move on to another team 35 minutes in. Um, <laughs> our second team in, the Panthers. Oh, speak of the devil. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, there we are. Cam Newton at quarterback. Will Greer is the number two there. It's important in Superflex leagues because I think Will Greer is a must-own, obviously, in Superflex leagues. 
DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Torrey Smith, Chris Hogan at receiver, Greg Olson, Ian Thomas at tight end, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Cameron Artis Payne, Scarlett Jordan, Elijah Holyfield at running back. Who knows who the number two is going to be there? Doesn't really matter because Christian McCaffrey is a jack of all trades. He's going to be the pass catcher running back. He's going to be in between the tackles running back. We don't even have to sit here and spend any time on Christian McCaffrey because he's a stud. He's a top three overall dynasty fantasy. I do. I do have one note that I want to say on him, and this is this is my only smallest concern with Christian McCaffrey. We love him. I I do love him. Okay, but I'm nervous about him in this. It it, it scares me how much (laughs) I love him. Exactly. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 75 more snaps than the second closest running back, despite only having 10 snaps in Week 17 last year. 75 more than any other any other running back in the NFL in the entire NFL. Hmm. Second was uh, Zeke. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. had 75 more than Zeke. And he's not the biggest dude, although he has gotten bigger. Have you seen those guns? Some of those offseason. Yeah, he's gotten bigger. Those aren't even guns anymore. Those are bazookas. He's gotten bigger for sure. That's my only hesitancy at all is if they either choose to lighten his load a little bit or does something happen with overuse. That, okay. who are he's they gonna, still a top three. Who are they going to lighten the load with, though? That's the hard part. Yeah, Cameron. That's no. the hard part. Okay, I would like to know the numbers if you have those on, okay, that's fine, snap count. I don't. Snap counts, yeah. it's great you want to have it, but what was the usage on that as well? Like, what was his target share? I can look it up. What was his snaps? I'd like to know that. Just because he was on the field a lot doesn't mean, like, oh, right. he took more snaps. Well, yeah, he's a true three-down run. He's a star player. I expect him to be on the field a lot, you know? For sure. Um, so that's that. And that is, I, I, he's still super young. For sure. Him. Um, and I'm not saying he's still a top four. He's in that top four running back group with Zeke and Barkley and, and uh, Kamara. I think that's so. the question. Would you take... So, to me, Barkley's the 1-1 one, one quarterback, right. right? For me, personally, Kamara's the 2. I agree. Matt? I'm fine with that, yeah. Okay. Who's your 3? Zeke's 3 for me, then McCaffrey's 4. See, I In a PPR league, I'm taking McCaffrey over Zeke. And I love Zeke. I do, Just, but, you know, the, this dude's in the, like, he's in the, the bad blurbs with the law enforcement. Yeah, I hate that. Just even getting recent, like, just way too much for me personally and there's no even guarantee which with Dallas has to do with Dak and Amari that they even re-sign there's no guarantee there um there's no guarantee they're gonna get it done you, you most gotta likely. be kidding me. Yeah. yeah I mean most likely Matt they're gonna they, get two of them done they're gonna franchise one of them they're probably gonna plan on franchising the running back because that's the cheapest one of the three to do so they're they're gonna go methodically true. they're gonna go Amari they're, they're gonna, gonna do gonna, the Le'Veon Bell they're situation gonna go, yeah they're gonna okay. go Amari Dak and then they're gonna franchise them so you take Zeke three Matt I think I would have to go Zeke as well. Okay. It's but very it's, it's, it's very close. So close. But in PP in a PPR league, I'm gonna take McCaffrey. I'm just it's a not like level. it's not like Zeke has got no value in a PPR. He catches passes. He can take anything to the house. He can take a five yard screen pass eighty yards downfield. You know what I mean? So it, he he holds PPR value. I understand that he's not gonna catch as many passes as Christian McCaffrey, but He's so dominant. He's so with good. the receiving situation, we don't have to. Okay, so that's it. We've said too, move, way too move much on from Christian McCaffrey. Yes, we we don't want to, have to talk about DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel because we literally did thirty minutes on this just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? So I love Curtis Samuel a ton. Like again, the value in dynasty startup is Curtis Samuel. It's not DJ Moore. Uh, you know, even though DJ Moore is wide receiver thirty six, is fresh is rookie year. Curtis Samuel was forty nine. Curtis Samuel averaged ten point five fantasy points per game. And TJ Moore averaged nine point eight. Garrett, you got some info for me? Yeah. So total touches last year. So this is including receptions and rushes. Yes. Uh, Zeke was first at three eighty one. 
total, which that's a crazy number. Saquon was second, 352. McCaffrey was third, 326. Exactly. So that's why that number, what you said, mm-hmm. that said it worries you. It didn't worry me as much because I expected him to be in the field much where like a guy like Barkley was used more, a guy like was, used, was more. used more. So even though the snaps are there, usage is more important than snaps. It does, it does emphasize why I like Kamara, though. He was at 275, so more than 100 less than Zeke. And crushing it still. Dude, yeah. I I love Kamara. To me, everybody's, everybody's preaching like, ooh, Zeke's a sneaky 1-1 this year. Barkley's 1-1. Because we haven't had a repeat quarter running back one in over 16 years. So, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So Barkley was at last year. Uh, you know, it goes back, you know, like Devonta Freeman, David Johnson. Who, who, was, who was the last one? Like LaDainian Tomlinson or something? I, I think Ladane was only on there once. Oh really? It's a one one overall. I, I can't remember the stats, but yeah, it's like sure. and maybe that was like maybe it's like somebody's a twi- but it's never it's not being repeated. You know In a long mean? time. Yeah. The running back one changed. I think it was Priest Holmes, dude. Okay. If I had to guess I could see that. If I'm just guessing, I think it was him Priest and Larry Holmes. Johnson back in the day. You know? But to me, I think this year if you if you ask me who's a one one, easy pick is Kamara. I mean uh Barkley. Yeah. I think Alva Kamara is a one one. This year, he, it could happen. I could, and especially rebound. if his touches just go up a tiny bit, they're which going, they're they probably to. will. Yeah, they will. they're going to. Yeah. yeah, you just mentioned the usage there, and look what he's done. Yeah. I th- remember when here's the here's the here's the point in you, case. Ready? You go two seventy four. You turn that into three fifteen, and he's a frigging oh, monster. Yeah. Look at what Kamara did when Ingram was out last year. That dude was putting oh, up forty. That dude was putting up forty points a game. Forty points a game for the first four weeks. Carrying teams. Yeah, that was amazing. Dude, I, Get on my back. I love, I love Kamara. If you could, because you know the Barkley love is insane. Sure, it's insane. If you could flip Barkley for Kamara plus anything of value, I'm doing it all day, every day, twice on which Sunday. You, which you, which you could, mm-hmm. which you could do. I think you could too. That's you what could throw it out there. You know, Mike Williams. You could you could do oh. Mike Williams. I don't think you could. No. I think you could. I don't think you could. These Barkley trades I've seen have been nuts. I know that's what I'm saying. That's the crazy part about it. I mean, but Kamara's on a different spectrum though. That's true. That's true. But like if you if I can get Kamara in a twenty twenty second for Barkley, you'll do it. I would do it. I think I would me too. Per, me personally, I think I would too. I would hundred percent in Sean Payne's offense in a dome, you know. With a better quarterback, I don't know who the quarterback in the future is, but I feel I feel better about Teddy Bridgewater than I do about Eli Manning. I just realized I feel bad because I brought up another play that we're going to cover in the Saints when we get there. My bad, Latavius Murray. No, no, no. Well, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Oh, I can't wait to. Oh, we're we're, we're about to talk about him later on in this show. Oh yeah, we're the Saints about, are in this division. Well, yeah, okay, we're going to be talking about him next, so we'll get to that. That's a little. That's what we call it. It's called tease, people. Tease. In the business, it's a little tease. <laughs> I'm wearing booby tassels. What what business, creeper? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm wearing these booby tassels? <laughs> you think these are for show? Well, yeah, they are for show. Yeah, yeah they're you guys can't see me, but I'm wiggling. They're wiggling. 100% for show. That's they're what tassels. They're... Red, white, and blue, baby. America's birthday, 1776. <laughs> Receivers, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Everybody loves DJ Moore. I... I've been preaching Curtis Samuel since December of 2018. This is a guy, my prediction is he's going to be a top 50 dynasty startup player this time next year. On the dynasty trades headquarters podcast, I that was they like, give me a bold prediction for this time next year that nobody would see coming. I'm like, Curtis Samuel will be a top 50 dynasty startup player. I don't hate player. that. I, I am a huge Curtis Samuel proponent. I've been preaching to go get him since December. I'm still on that train. 
everybody else I've been preaching about this, like I've been preaching Mike Williams for a while. I've been preaching Tyler Lockett for a while. Those guys have all seen a big uptick in their like dynasty community value. Curtis Samuel still under that radar. A little bit. He's gaining steam, though. But he's though. gaining steam. Why not? He's at offseason. Because yeah. I'm throwing coal on the fire, baby. <laughs> he's had a lot there. of positive offseason hype, though, I too. I know. Everything's but, been good coming out. I am, I am buying. Like, I am giving up if I'm a contender. If I could somehow flip my 2021st into Curtis Samuel and get that person's 2022nd, I'm even okay with that. That's how much of a believer I am in Curtis Samuel. Like, if I could do that, because I could see somebody doing that, too. Like, this one of these 2021st, you're like, oh, I'll give you my second. It's going to be a little bit later. But meanwhile, you're just really moving back in the in the draft. Yeah. Uh, and for, for the depth of it, I would love it. I love me some Curtis Samuel. He would be somebody, like, he's, when I do Dynasty Startups, which I'm going to be doing, oh, i got to mention that. I'll mention the Nerd episode, because I'm going to be doing a new Dynasty Startup, but it's only for Nerd members, so next show. Um, Curtis Samuel is somebody I'm circling with a big red marker, like, I'm coming out of the draft with Curtis Samuels. Mike Williams is one of those guys I'm circling in a big red marker. I like, like that. I'm coming out of that draft with that player. You know, I'm take I'm in the third round, it doesn't matter who's there. I'm taking Mike Williams. Like he's he's coming he's this way. Guy. Um but Curtis Samuels that guy too. And I'm checking ADP, I'm checking rankings, I'm seeing where I'm at, I'm making sure I check him around earlier. But he's somebody that's on if he's not on my team, I'm going to that owner and seeing what it takes to get it. Like it's it might take it might be a long battle. You know, to get to August, the season starts, but we have two months until football really starts. I'm spending these next two months trying to get Curtis Samuel off somebody. I'm not going to overpay drastically, but I would like in a, in a value where he is today, he's somebody I would slightly overpay for mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel. Yep, I'm a believer. Not sure with that. I'm putting the Rich Dotson stamp on Curtis Samuel. That's how confident I am. Wow. You know, if he's not really good this time next year, I'm leaving a business. That seems silly. Gone. I'm just, I'm totally being facetious. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems silly. Uh, is there anybody else on this team that you guys really want to talk about or dive into in the Panthers that you love? I mean, I mean Cam Newton's Cam Newton. He's he's getting banged up. The time to get out from Cam Newton is really soon. Um, even though I saw him making a really sweet one-handed catch today. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, just in the conspiracy theory world, he's only signed through 2020, and he's only a $2 million dead cap hit next year, for what it's worth. Who? Cam Newton. Oh, from getting out from under and Will Greer comes up? Yep. And there's always been that, like, tension, it seems like, in Carolina yep. with Cam Newton. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's only it would only cost them $2 million if they do it before next June. That's, yeah, that's a conspiracy theory, for and sure. He's not going anywhere. He's not <laughs> could happen. Yeah, it Ian, could happen. We all like Ian Thomas, right? Ian Thomas, yeah. Ian obviously, Thomas. Um, a great up-and-coming tight end. Greg Olson is on his last year if he even makes it through a year. He's a tier right below, like, the Chris Herndon, right? Absolutely. Like that. He's the next tier down. I have him in the same tier. You have him, that's, that's what I'm confused. Like, They're similar, the like tier? athletically and yeah. stuff, and, and they both have a ton of upside. I so. know, but for let's look at like the players, yeah. But I'm talking about like offense-wise and scheme-fit-wise. Well, I, I, like, I, looked, I like Chris Herndon a little bit more. I do like him. I like Herndon more for sure. Okay, so same tier for you guys. Same uh, tier for me. For me, he's right below. Herndon, I think he's below. Tier. Uh, I think he's below. All right. The past five seasons before this year when uh, uh, Greg Olson got hurt, he led or tied the lead for the team in red zone targets. And that was when they had Funchess, and that was when they had Benjamin. Big, so, tall guys. So yep. Cam Newton likes to target his tight end in the red zone. And all the receivers now, DJ Moore is 5'11", Curtis Samuel's 5'11", Jarius Wright's 5'10". Chris Hogan's 6'1", but that's a 
bad six one. He's not a he's not a red zone threat. I just heard some crazy conspiracy though that Cam Newton's not even going to be around <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so hey, it could happen. The only thing the only thing <laughs> I will say the only thing I'll say about that at the offset it is the weapons they have around Cam Newton now are drastically better. Like I really like DJ Moore. So he, like when I say I love Curtis Samuel a ton, I think he's equal to a DJ Moore. That like he's like oh that much better than DJ Moore. I just think that where the value is, it's Curtis Samuel because equal and obviously Christian McCaffrey. And there's always Cam Newton in the threat in that red zone to actually take it in himself as well. That's the, again he's the biggest target there, which I do like. Um, but Greg Olson's still there this year, so that's going to be a hindrance as well. I know we're thinking long term. Yeah, long term like is more long term. Cam Newton might not even be there. Conspiracy what, theory be mean. darned. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so Big Stranger Things fan. Coming I, out on the 4th of July. It's a good birthday present. That is. I got so, you're welcome, America. I am so far behind. I might, like, I, Dark. I haven't I'm, even started Dark. Uh, me neither. Stranger Things. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I uh, made a Demogorgon a couple of years ago. You made what? You made I one? made a Demogorgon. Nice. Sits in my office. Sweet. Like That's a little out of Play-Doh? No, no, no. <laughs> like a human-sized one, like paper mache holy crap demogorgon i like it's a long story How i'll many, tell you guys off the air but yeah i gotta hear this story like yeah hours of oh like probably took me eight hours paper nice. mache bro i did this whole stranger things party for season two when it came out oh you love strange i, I like stranger things no we did a whole party we watched it all like the whole season overnight oh my gosh it was nuts yeah Where, there was like 40 people with where's my people? invite well we weren't we weren't we weren't like that yet oh that was 2017 pre-love. that's pre-love pre-love okay. you made a giant size that de- wow yeah that's a that's a committed part like i'm having a big fourth of july party i'm just making a brisket yeah <laughs> weak i'm making 25 pounds of brisket i'll bring the demogorgon with me <laughs> backpack <laughs> It is. It is. It is coming out that day. Is, we can make it a Stranger Things party. I'll get like. Don't okay. tempt me, guys. You have to wear 1985 America. Actually, this is a Stranger Things shirt right here. The I arcade. Thought that looked a little nice. Palace Arcade. I didn't You're even think a big about it. Fan. Like I really am. We'll talk. We'll talk. We gotta get. <laughs> we have to <laughs> finish this podcast. Do I have time to grow out a mullet between now Ooh. and then? <laughs> Because I think I could, I think I'd look good with a mullet. You would look good with a mullet. Guys, Maybe a little dirt stash. Oh, I've seen. Look at this uh, Dynasty Nerds profile picture. He has the shades and the dirt stash. It's there you go. Terrible. <laughs> Just get the mullet. Terrible. Kirby McGurvy now for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, let's get through our last team, but we still have two more teams. The longest episode ever. <laughs> Holy crap. Already the New Orleans up. Saints. All right. Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith. Um, I think the biggest question here, before I go through the the, the list here, of the, who could be the wide receiver too? Traquan Smith, Rashard Matthews, Cam Meredith, who rumor is might not even make the team at this point. Yeah. Ted Ginn Jr. Um, they signed Austin Carr. They have Chad Hansen there as well. Tight end, they signed Jared Cook. They have Josh Hill, Lee's Mack. Running back, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, uh, Divina Zigbo, Buck Allen. So when you look at this team, there's a lot of really good assets on here mm-hmm. for 2019 because in a whole you know this team's got a good mix here the quarterback is on the, on the back nine the tight ends on the back nine they only have one receiver that we really count on here right. michael thomas who rumor is about to become the highest paid receiver in nfl history we talked about alvin kamara a minute ago so i'm glad we did because no one's through digging into that that's we, true you know we don't see blessing kamara. in disguise yeah kamara's this it's kamara's the guy to own everyone else or you know Useless, basically. When we talk yeah. about guys that I always say at the time, I'm building around running receivers, right? I'm mm-hmm. building around receivers. I'm not taking any of these running backs. 
the only running back I would consider, besides Barkley, in the first round of a dynasty startup is Kamara. Yeah. Only, he's the only, he's literally the only one. 300 less snaps than McCaffrey for what it's worth. 300 less. That's a lot. That's a lot of snaps. Like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and count to 300 just to prove a point. Right? Uh, <laughs> that so, seems like riveting. You know, we all know what Maybe Drew Brees yeah. is for the next couple of years. He's getting, you know, he's slowing down a little bit here. Right. Uh, before we get into Jared Cook, I want to talk a little bit like who is going to be the number. This is an important question for fantasy football. And the the obvious choice here is Traquan Smith, the six foot two, sure. two hundred three pound, twenty three year old receiver who's coming to his second year at UCF, third round pick. Yeah, who they commit to? I like Traquan Smith a lot um, coming out of the draft. Right, and here he is coming to his second year in the Sean Payton offense. Is this a guy where like there's some like because nobody's talking about Traquan Smith? Is this a guy that you should be going out and trying to attack and get on your roster? Have we seen enough? I mean, he had he had what one good game last year. He had it? that thirteen target, ten catches, like one hundred and fifty yards. He had an absurd game, one game. But that was that was like it. it. Other than he had one thirteen target game, one six target game. Other than that, no game over four targets the entire season. So the only reason I don't get overly concerned about that is because one, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. And two, this was a team that was a championship caliber, Super Bowl contending team yep. that didn't have time for some nonsense. Yep. Right. So Traquan, you know, that game, they need him to step up and he stepped up that game. So for me, I, I wish I could. That's the thing. I wish I could have saw some more consistency, mm-hmm. but he did do it for that game. But are we looking at, uh, you know, Kembrell Tompkins from New England? You know, a couple big games. Where it's like, yeah, Kembrell. Obviously, he was like an undrafted sure. agent, not a yeah. third round pick. But is Traquan Smith. First, let's say. Is Traquan Smith the consensus? This guy is the number two receiver in New Orleans. For from a fantasy perspective, or for the team, like what are you for the team for the team? Not necessarily because I think Ted Ginn could just easily be lined up yeah. on the outside as as the, the you know the quote unquote starter. I think Rashard Matthews could be a sneaky guy that could somehow fall like in that offense. Yeah, a, a veteran who's not too old find his way. And just like like it's a surprise. You're right, here, For sure. here we are, September 9th, and we're like, oh, the number two on New Orleans, Rashard Matthews. Didn't see that coming. It's not probably like a long term play here, but like he's a receiver in 2019 that ends up being like you never would have guessed wide receiver 19. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Because that's, that's what we're looking at, guys, here. Like, who could be, like, wide receiver 19 overall here in this offense? Like, Absolutely. And this could be one of those weird bounce-back years for Drew Brees. I mean, they're not going to be able to run the ball quite as much as they had in the past. I mean, Mark Ingram's out the door. Alvin Kamara's not going to be able to absorb all of those. Latavius. And, you think Latavius is going to be, like, the guy that kind of sucks up most of that? And, and poor they, man's Ingram, maybe? Definitely a poor man's Ingram. He's I just, I've just never really liked that guy. Me neither. All that much to, like... Yeah. He just doesn't excite me. So, so to me, that actually tell that tells me that Drew Brees is going to dial it up just a little bit more than he did last year, which I think last year was a little bit of a regression type of year. Did for he throw him. for like five thousand yards? What are his, his touchdowns and stuff? Were it down. was his last few weeks that were really. Yeah. You're right. They, they were really rough, um, and he got really weird with his home and road splits. He's always been a little bit off on that, but it was it was really bad last year. Where in the dome he was great. Outside of the dome, it was a little more a little more iffy. The Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Uh, effect where like he's fantastic at home and then doo doo platters on the road. Yeah. So that so like man, if you believe that this is it, that like he's they're gonna air it out a little bit more. Again, we haven't got the Jared Cook, but 
like who are we looking at here? I mean, like you mentioned Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn's Ted Ginn's four hundred yards, maybe. Yeah, he's a couple one, big games. Little one dimensional sure. guy here. Cam Meredith, I already mentioned, might not make the roster. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that dude did not make the roster. Me neither, because I think they're gonna. They'd rather just. Uh, I hope Chad Hansen makes the roster. Uh, <laughs> I saw him back there. I, I, knew, I knew you had an eye on him. <laughs> <laughs> I put him down for a reason, and he's already on his fourth team. Uh, so Traquan Smith. So if we think Traquan's gonna be the number, I think again, I think Rashard Matthews is somebody you probably check your waiver wire for. Probably. Um, I think that's where he's at in some dynasty mm-hmm. leagues right now. Definitely on a more shallow depth chart. I would love to have him on the back burner just for nothing. Like he, right. even somebody if I could trade him for like. If I have somebody like my roster, like oh, I'm kind of willing to like cut this guy, but like, you like I don't like him. You know what I mean? There's a roster on here like yeah. Latavius Murray, for example. Like not saying him, but like you have somebody like you don't like him, you don't trust him this year, but the name sounds really good this year. Like Latavius yeah. Murray, not something that's valuable. That like, hey, I'll give the, him for Richard Matthews. You yeah. know, an equal su- swap of potential doo doo butter. Right, they're ready to flush. But you know, like, hey, I dropped my ring in the toilet. You know, or <laughs> but no, not your rings. You're gonna go and get the ring. Right? <laughs> You dropped a uh, your hot pocket a five dollar. <laughs> oh, God damn! Okay, no, okay. You, you always flush the hot pocket. You flush the hot pocket. <laughs> Why are you bringing food into I the bathroom, know. man? I, I don't know. It you're got fl- real depressing. You're yeah. flushing. <laughs> you're, fl- you're you're flushing the hot pocket a hundred out of hundred times. Me and the wife got in a fight, <laughs> sitting on the pot, just eating the hot you pocket. You take your legs real high, you're like oh, oh no. And your legs just will have to be spread apart just far enough and slid right in there. You got burned a little bit oh. in the process. And you're like, oh, it's probably cooled down now. <laughs> that cheese is always so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> I think I think the question would be like if you're you're in the bathroom at your own house and you get up and like you just you just drop something and you get up and you drop a five dollar bill in the toilet. But nobody's. No, I'm getting that five dollars. Arriba, there, and, Jay. And nobody's. I'm a, getting that five dollars. Nobody's around. Cheap. Like it's your house. I'm and too nobody's cheap. around. Well, right? what what's happened in there so far? Did I just sit down, okay. or is this like post? We'll say. I'll give you this. Let's just say this. It's solid. It's solid. Solid's better than runny. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if it if, if it's, it's runny, it's done. If it if it's if it's, it's a runny Hershey highway. Dunny. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not Niagara motto. Falls of chocolate milk, then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Bye. If you can't see Abe's Even face my cheap butt won't do or, that. or the back of that $5 bill, then, yeah. If it's buried under no. the muck, you know. It's if it's solid. a horse, If it's the horse from Never Ending Story. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. down the... So long. Was that Sebastian? No, that was, an, that was a kid, right? Anyways. All right, let's move on. Um, now that none of us can talk. Uh, so, Traquan Smith. Like, is he the guy to, like, go out? Like, again, nobody's talking about Traquan Smith right now. If we're looking at the, the New Orleans receiver, if they're going to air it out a little bit more, Matt, like, a guy who could be that number two that has the potential to be around, like, a wide receiver 19, to put up those 13 target, you know, 13 catch games with a couple t- – you know, to offset Michael Thomas because now he's – everybody knows he's the fo- – well, he's been the focal point of that mm-hmm. offense. Can't stop. Can't guard Mike. Um, can't guard Mike. For me, like – is Traquan Smith, is that is that where some value is in Dynasty right now? Is that the, where you want to make the move? L- looking at the depth chart, he's the only one that I would want out of the guys that are that are there on the depth chart. I mean, I mean he I can't d- be too expensive. I, no, I don't have any interest in Richard Matthews, I mean, or, or Ted Ginn, for that matter. Austin so, Carr. Austin Carr, Chad Hansen. None of those guys excite me. Traquan Smith is the one guy that I think could emerge. And, and like you said, I, there was only flashes – but we've seen big games out of this guy, and I think he could do it. What do you think you get Traquan Smith for right now? 
Just, I, I hate these questions. I know because then you get people complain like, "Oh, their values aren't right" because it's in a vacuum. You know, right? It's just in a general. Like if we're sitting here at a bar, we're talking dynasty. Like, yeah, I want I want Traquan. Like somebody spent a pretty high pick on him last year. I know. So, so you're not going to get him for free. I think you can get him for twenty twenty second. You? Think? I don't know that I'd be willing to honestly give up that for him. I I don't know that I would. Just thinking back through, and this is literally just off the top of my head, but I can't think of a time where there have been two receivers that have been really good at the same time in New Orleans. Like I can think of a receiver and tight end, receiver, running back, but I can't think of a time where there's two receivers. It's usually he targets one guy a lot and spreads it out a ton to everybody else. Well, the problem was like, even when it was like, it was like Devery Henderson and like, was it Jimmy Graham? Colston and Devery Henderson and Colston, right? Devery Henderson was never that good. You used no. to love him so much. It was much. him and like Meacham at times. Dude, and... dude, Devery Henderson for the like two year span was valuable. <laughs> Wag no, your finger at nobody, somebody else. Nobody. He was the guy that you tried to trade to everybody every <laughs> single week and nobody wanted him, I'm Rich. I'm not buying this <laughs> nonsense. This is a video segment here. <laughs> I'm going to research this and I'll get back to you guys. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Let me move on. Okay. Last guy here, Jared Cook. You know, Jared Cook, 2017, tight end 13. 2018, tight end 5. Now, are we overthinking this going, oh, hey, who's the number two receiver? Meanwhile, it's Alvin Kamara, the Michael Thomas show. And Jen Jared Cook. It's going to be Jared it's gonna be, Cook. Yeah, it's going to be Jared Cook. I think it'll be those three. Me too. He's the guy that owns Scott Fishbowl, guys. Ooh. Ooh. Don't Shh. tell people. I know. Yeah, I Wait sure. till after the draft and tell me, them how smart we are. You're right. Let me edit this out. <laughs> There we go. Nobody heard a thing. Nobody heard a thing. Alvin Kamara is the guy to own in Scott Fishbowl here, people. <laughs> Stop saying that. Ronald Jones is the guy. No, okay. <laughs> right. Speaking of Ronald Jones, but it, Jared Cook, like I like Jared Cook. He's on a two-year deal. I like him for a win-now move. Like I, mm-hmm. He's the tight end that I, like for, for example, in redraft this year, mm-hmm. like if I can't get a George Kittle, Ertz, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to let Ingram slip by. I'm going to let Njoku slip by. Jared Cook is my target, like share. Like if I'm not going to overspend on a guy like Kelsey, Ertz, or Kittle, which in redraft I I might not get to that point. In the room, I think Jared Cook's to own this year in 2019. Let's wrap this show up because we're at an hour on three uh, teams: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got Jameis Winston backed up by Blaine Gabbert, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Brashad Perriman, Justin Watson, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, Payne Barber, Ronald Jones, Bruce Anderson, Andre Ellington. Now, I'd love to skim through this really quickly, but that's just impossible to do because there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Jameis Winston, super young. Was he 24? Uh, I think he's like 26 because right. this is his fifth year. I fifth think he came year. out at 21. So he came out at 18. He's um, <laughs> the NBA now. <laughs> so he's like 23 and a half plus the – well, there was a leap here in those four years for sure. So That doesn't count. And... So was he 25? I feel like he's 25. Let me just look real fast. I'm if I right, he's twenty five. I'm saying twenty six. I'm saying this very confidently, like I know he is twenty five right now. Dang it! Yes, I knew it. I'm so good at this. And he's going to be twenty five all year. Jan- can we get it? January sixth is his birthday. Oh, see. Oh, yeah. So it'll be yeah. it all year. I told you, super young. Can I get a speaking of what I know? Can I get a pull up? You look. What update. I'm talking. Update. Update. On, uh, update on, on the, the Jerry Matt Ryan here. I need to vote. Where's my phone? <laughs> I need to vote on this. a lot. I need to vote a lot. Ooh, I have a lot of messages <laughs> on this phone. I, I can still. I can this. see it, and it's still. Um, not your way. So even then, it's Getting closer though. Fifty-six to forty-four. See, it's going down a little bit. Okay, I was wrong. I might be the winner by the end of this. It's creeping. That's true. They could switch. 
Jameis Winston. I need to get on there and vote. <laughs> Quick, vote. <laughs> I need to vote. Vote for Ryan. It make me look good. Um, Jameis Winston. Now this is a this is an island that I you know I'm on and I it's getting it's getting lonely on this island. You're like all the ladies have left. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. It's that weird licking of his fingers thing that scared away all the ladies. Oh, yeah, the W eating the Ugh. W. I'm not going to lie. It almost scared weird. me away, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was like... It I, did scare me weird. away. I'm not going to lie. That was really weird. That was almost a straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> for me. When I saw him do that, I'm like, okay. If you I know you've been off for a while. If you haven't is... seen it and you do like Jameis Winston, look at that and then you won't. Even That's thinking about it now, it's like, I don't, do Ooh. I ever want to say what I'm about to say? <laughs> Because that is, I mean, the crab leg stuff. I can get over that. I mean, one time, like I ate a chicken, a roasted chicken in a rest in a in a supermarket, and then the guy wanted me to pay for it, and I was like, I'm not paying for this chicken. Somebody ate it. <laughs> this <laughs> is not a true story, is it? It's a true story. At a Kroger in college, <laughs> it was three in the morning, we were walking through shopping, and they had the roasted chicken there, and I started eating some of it. This explains and why you love. What? He's like, sir, you got to pay for that chicken. And I looked at him. I was drinking at the time. And I was like, sir, why would I pay for a chicken that somebody ate some of the chicken? <laughs> you know what? I don't even want this chicken anymore. I'll be damned. I was a, I, I've done some dumb things in my life, and that's one of them. That was definitely one of them. It's technically stealing. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. Yes, it's yes, it is. Not even. Uh, I mean, really... no, I said technically, guys. I'm not <laughs> you made it, made it sound closer to the line. That's the, that's stealing. <laughs> Only because of the fact I didn't pay for the chicken. But I gave it back with Abraham Lincoln down the road. Um, but Jameis Winston, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about a guy who's going to be in Bruce Arians' offense. Bruce Arians' offense is somebody that where the, his quarterback averages over 20 points per game. And it's, a, down, it's a downfield attack, right? I mean, he. He's only 25 years old, and he's got a, he's got a lot of growing up to do. And it, I want to say, like, he has to know this is a big – this is it for him for his NFL career. This is where he either makes a name for himself or he just becomes that guy that looked at the Bust. W's, had the problems in the Uber, stole the crab legs, said the stupid stuff, you know, like, and ends up being the 1-1 bust, which we've had a good stretch here of, like, the number one quarterback overalls. Lately, I mean, going back, you know, they've been pretty solid. I mean, the last one was Jamarcus Russell, but for lately, the number one one has turned out to be, at the worst, solid, right? And I think Jameis, like you mentioned, like he's been in the league for so long, like he's got to be at least 26. Like, I knew he was young. I knew he was really young because I've been That's crazy. I, I can't believe that. So he he's only 25. He'll be 25 for the whole season. This is somebody who easily, if he turns a corner this year, easily on your dynasty team has 10 more years. Yeah, and that's probably a low end number. Um, yeah, with how late these guys are going now. I mean, Rodgers is what thirty six, thirty seven. Uh, Breeze is forty. Like, Brady's eighty seven. Right, like, kissing everybody on the lips. What? What? Yeah, that'd be something interesting to find out. Does he French kiss his wife? Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yeah, you've seen his wife. That's that, that's fair. God. I mean, I do realize I do French he, kiss my wife more than I realize. Do you? We won't get into it. I um, have since that conversation. I have too. A couple times. Every time now every time I do, I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a man. Wee wee. Uh, so romantic. So I feel like Jameis Winston's like the quarterback that you can get past everybody else. Like nobody even wants to like in a startup draft, like nobody really wants to draft Jameis. You know, like even in a super flex league, like I feel like Jameis is where the value is. Huge mm-hmm. risk. 
very high return. Uh, we like to have weapons around. Mike Evans, paid, long-term. Who doesn't like Chris Godwin coming into this year? I know, Matt, you weren't paid. I'm not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You know, they have Justin Watson, who, who's a nice sneaky. upside player, sneaky guy. I sure. like Justin Watson. If he's on your waiver wire, you should absolutely pick him up. They bring in Rashad Perriman, who had a nice little resurgence there with a good quarterback, accurate in Baker, in Baker Mayfield. And his big plays were downfield. The only thing I don't like about that is now you have Mike Webb, Evans, who he makes the big plays downfield here. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got two really good tight ends in Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. And with this running game, they're going to throw the ball a ton. I mean, Bruce Arians already liked to throw the football. When your starting running backs are Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, Bruce Anderson, and Andre Ellington, you got to throw the ball because you have no choice. Right. Yep. They're, they're so, going to have to out of necessity. This offense is going to throw a ton. A ton. And I want Chris Godwin shares. I want Mike Evans shares. I want O.J. Howard shares. Hell, I'll take some Cameron Bright shares. I think Jameis is going to produce. I think Jameis Winston is going to be a quarterback one this year in 2019. I feel like from a quarterback standpoint, I feel like he's pretty undervalued. Like I mentioned, even a super flex league. In a super flex league, to say that you can get a former number one one overall pick who's only 25 years in a quarterback with four years of experience past at like quarterback 12, 13, probably around that range, like that's pretty exciting to me. Yeah. And, I, and it, it's risk, but there's – let's face it. In fantasy football in general, there's risk everywhere. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, like, oh, I like – you know, a guy like Melvin Gordon. Well, he does get hurt a lot. So – Here's the thing. I mean, obviously, last year Jameis Winston he didn't start every game, so he ended up this, he ended up the year he was like quarterback twenty two in our league. But on a points per game basis, he was all the way up at sixteen, and the difference between sixteen and twelve was only a fraction of a point. It wasn't even a full point. So he wasn't that far off even last year on a points per game basis from being a quarterback one. And now you now you put him in a in a offense that probably fits his skill set a little bit better. And a, and a quarterback, I mean, and a, and a, um, a quarter, uh, a coach that is known for bringing along quarterbacks, and you really, you might be on something there. And, and and Winston is one of these guys that I was completely off of. And now that you look at the, now that I'm looking at the numbers and listening to you talk, I'm, I'm I'm kind of buying in a little bit more into the fact that he could be a quarterback one. Well, let me let me let me buy you in a little bit more, and why I'm telling you where the value value is here. Let me even sell you a little bit more, get you a little more excited. All everything we just said, right? You mentioned those numbers and where he is and how the difference is close. I think the fact that, again, this is a guy who we're talking mentally like we had, you know, not say he's challenged, but he has some growing up to do, right? Immature. Immature. So the, the fact that he thought this was his team, he comes in here, and it's not his team when he comes back from that suspension, I think that messed with him a little bit. I think it made him try a little bit too harder when it just wasn't, that wasn't he wasn't ready for that at that time, right? Which had a little bit help to do that. I think – the fact that he was even in that position wasn't even any fault of his own. I literally think it's because Ryan, you got, we got to remember Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, those first two weeks did something. No fantasy quarterback has ever done in the history of fantasy football. No, not week one, two. Nobody scored more points in the beginning of fantasy football in the history of fantasy football at quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick did those first couple weeks. So it wasn't even at that, at that point when Jameis came back from the suspension, the team, the coach, which wasn't even a good coach when he got fired anyways, I mean, he almost had no choice. Yeah. Fitzpatrick was killing it. He was coming out there looking like Conor McGregor in his press conferences. 
the dude Fitz Magic was there. Like that was just a that was a you know a hot run that he was on. So that it wasn't even because like Jameis was like any fault of Jameis. It's like you can't pull him out of there. It's like right. it's like you have a guy who's like throwing a perfect game and it's the ninth inning and the, you can't pull him. You yeah, can't bring him the close. The seventh, eighth, and ninth batters are up. You're not going to pull him out. You know what I mean you're just not going to do that. So, but I think all this, all of that too negatively reflects on Jameis going in this year. Like, oh, well, he couldn't even hold the job last year. That's like, that's a common talk there. Like, oh, they were, he couldn't even hold the job. And then when he did get the opportunity when Fitzpatrick was messing up, he came in and he was throwing those interceptions like crazy. Because, again, he's seen what Fitzpatrick was doing those first couple of weeks, which was doing what somebody's never even done before. He's like, well, I got to do this to keep my job. I got to keep up with this. And that's where he shouldn't have been thinking. So, and you mentioned if you, like later on where the points were, they're so close between 16 and 12. I think a lot not of not even a full point, frac- like it was a, a fraction of a point. So I think that had a lot to do with it, and that's just and again eating the W's and, and and everything he's done has had this huge negative impact on Winston. Everybody's talking about like, you know, they mentioned are they going to pick up his bonus? Are they going to resign? Of course they're going to they're going to resign Winston. Like this is an offense. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ. They're going to add one of these sweet ass twenty twenty running backs to this team. Like you can't wait for that. Don't forget that. Like this. With Bruce, this is an offense you want, right? If we're going to talk about Jared Goff, why is Jared Goff so valuable? He was a 1-1, right? That offense is sexy, right? Yep. Baker Mayfield right now, he's really good. That offense is sexy. Jameis Winston's in an offense that's about to be real sexy here. Even in 2019, it's to be capable because they're going to throw a ton. In 2020, it's going to even get a face. It's going to look better, mm-hmm. right? And You I can expect- get the captain of that ship for cheap. And I expect there to be a facelift on that team. They lost like three or four defensive starters in like week one. So I expect them to be more competitive. You're right. The the entire mojo of the team to be in a better place. That's why I love Jameis Winston. That's why I want to get him on my team. I've made moves for Jameis Winston this offseason. If I'm in a super flex league, I'm even trying to make more moves for him. I think it's the move to make. I think if you have an older quarterback, this is the guy you want to get. I even tried to Matt. I was trying to get him over and over and over again in the league that we're in because the owner wanted to get rid of him. And I still couldn't pry him away for him. It just didn't work out, um, even as he was trying to get rid of him. I think Jameis Winston's a great buy for any dynasty team. And, yeah, well, there's risk there, potentially. Obviously, yeah. I think the risk is not nearly as large as anybody out there is making it. I think Jameis Winston's going to be a quarterback one this year, and I feel very good about him this year and actually going forward. I'm in agreement. Is there anybody else in this roster we get we gotta talk about? You know, Mike Evans is clear as day. Do we, we don't have like to talk Chris about Godwin. the running backs? We don't talk about we don't talk about it. Payne Barber, Ronald Jones. Again, the the running back of the future is not on this team. In twenty twenty. unless Ronald Jones is gonna come out and like have a fantastic year, which I don't even think he's capable of doing. Um the unless, buzz is around Barber right now. Right. You know, it's just unless he comes out and he's Chris Johnson, then he's not gonna they're gonna replace him. And with a twenty twenty run, the right. class is too deep, too talented. They're gonna have, they're gonna see that's their that's their that's what they're missing on this team, and they're gonna get it. I like OJ Howard a ton. We've talked about him in pre- previous episodes. I think Cameron Dates solid on um, the tight end. I think he could produce in there, almost like in that Dallas Goddard role, providing not as many touchdowns uh, as in Philadelphia. And then Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's a dynasty darling right now. You love him. Yep, I'm Eric? a big Godwin guy. Tell me why you love it. I'm asking Matt why he hates him. Then we're going to wrap this show up. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, his competition for targets left. So, I mean, he's he's got that that number two role there now. Um, and 
in this type of offense, they're going to throw the ball downfield. He had, he had, what was it? 90 targets last year. I expect him to at least get 20 to 30 more than he, in, in this coming season. Yeah. Let me, you mentioned that is, 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 uh, target shares there Mm -hmm. in his six games over the last two years that Deshaun Jackson didn't play Chris Godwin had 22 catches for 437 yards and four touchdowns four games um he averaged 5.5 receptions for 106 yards in one touchdown a game that was his average and I want to say the four games out of the six because one game he only had one catch for 13 yards and then another game uh he didn't he didn't even play Mm-hmm. out of those six games that Deshaun Jackson didn't play. Yep. So the games where he was really like in there, healthy, and a focal point, he had, he averaged 5.5 receptions, 106 yards per game. And Humphreys is gone too. And Humphreys is gone. Humphreys I, is gone. I, th- I think it's going to be a little bit more of O.J. Ho- I think O.J. Sure. Howard takes some of that. And sure. I think either Justin – I think I, I think Justin Watson is a nice sneaky own. Yep. There, well, we mentioned this is going to be a team that's going to throw the ball a ton. I think Justin Watson's definitely somebody worth on a back burner out there because he showed mm-hmm. he showed pretty well in the preseason last year, um, but that's why I do I like Godwin too. I liked him a little bit more than Matt coming out too out of Penn State. Like I liked Matt didn't like him at all. I'm like oh he's he's better than I thought he was going to be coming out. And for me, I just when Deshaun Jackson wasn't there, he did he produced besides the one game where he had one catch for 13 yards. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally. It. But if you even take away that, if you take. Uh, that you actually add that one game for 13 yards, he still averaged uh, eight catches for or like 7.4 yards and like 0.8 touchdowns. Did he, did he also miss a game a week 15? Because it it shows a zero. It shows nothing for Deshaun Jackson, and then he, yeah, that's what I mentioned. Did he I, miss are the six games that so Deshaun Jackson missed six games in two years, right? But he didn't play one of those games. Okay. So right. if, you, if you divide it by six, you can't sure. do that because sure. it doesn't work because he didn't play one. Right. That's why I mentioned the four games because the one game you only had one catch for 13 yards. Okay. So I, miss, really I missed you saying that, sir. So in the four games where he was actually active in the game is where he averaged 5.5 receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. Now, again, it's only four games, but again, those are only four games that he was really the number two he was receiver. Involved, yeah. So those are pretty good numbers to offset. But again, you also have O.G. Howard there too. Uh, Cameron Brait. You do, but you got Brashard Perriman, but he's still the clear cut number two coming in his third year right. of being a guy. And that's a great, the third year is always a great breakout year. And I love the addition of Bruce Arians in this offense. Yep. I love the fact that Matt, like you mentioned, they are going to air it out. I love a better, another, hopefully a better Jameis Winston. Like I've been preaching here too. I think this all benefits Chris Godwin. Matt, sure. Tell us why you don't like Chris Godwin. Wow, really put me on the spot there, huh? I, I just from the get go, I just I I haven't really loved the guy. I don't think he has like any extraordinary skill set or anything like that. But he is coming into a great opportunity, so it's not like I completely hate him. I just don't love him as much. You as like he the does. opportunity, you don't love the player. Exactly, like the, that makes sense. Which I get that too, because I don't think he's when I, like like Tyler Boyd. Like I like him as a wide receiver as a whole. Right. Where Chris Godwin's a nice receiver. Yeah, it's, it's an opportunity thing with him more than anything else. It's he's definitely coming into a great opportunity. So don't get don't get me wrong. I just don't love him as much as you two. So. Guys, we just did an hour and twenty minute episode on the NFC South. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what didn't we hit on here? French kissing. <laughs> hot pockets. Rich, hot pockets in the toilet. <laughs> That's definitely a low light of the, the whole <laughs> show. I, I think on that one. Alvin Kamara being a one one running back this year. Uh I mean, come on. This is just a great. This was a great experience. It really was. The, Garrett built a demigod. Wait, what was it? Demogorgon. Demi- Demogorgon. Demi- I'm sorry. Yep. Is there a G in that? I'm having trouble. <laughs> uh, demi. Demi. 
Demi what? Demogorgon. Yeah, it's a lot of G's, actually. It's two G's. <laughs> um, so that's the NFC South. For the Nerder members coming up, we're going to cover the AFC, uh, AFC South. AFC. So if you had a lot of fun with the NFC South, why don't you just uh, join up with a cup of Come coffee? Come on over. Yeah. All you got to do is buy me a cup of coffee or Garrett. You know, you know what happens if you get too much coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Right to the toilet. Yeah, you're for sure not grabbing that ben- <laughs> that five dollar. No bill. hot top. No. no hot pockets. Even a hundred dollar bill, you may be like, eh, no, it's pretty brown and <laughs> can't see the bill. I have to really go fishing, you know. Uh, but if you join the nerd herd again, we have we have. There's a lot more than extra podcasts. But I alone think the podcast alone, you get four extra podcasts for three dollars a month. That's it. It's one cup it. of coffee. That's worth it alone. Less than a cup of coffee, actually. You get four. You literally get to hang out with us for. So if we, every show is an hour and twenty minutes, five hours a month extra, just for the cup of coffee, three bucks. Now, if you don't like me that much, well, you shouldn't be listening to free episodes. That cup, either. that cup of coffee is not even going to last me five hours. You know what I mean? It's not going to give me caffeine for five hours. No, definitely not. Well, will for me though. But we'll talk. This coffee wires me. <laughs> you think I talk a lot now? <sighs> give me some coffee. I won't stop. But join the nerd. It's a simple thing. It's a it's a police. I can leave it at that, right? Absolutely. Can we get a final update on the poll? You're closer. You're closing in. I told 55 you. to 45. 500 votes. It's Matt basically 80-20. It's pretty much <laughs> It's pretty much 80-20. Basically. I'm, I'm calling it right now in my favor. It's switch. Wait, well, let me see. Wait, what did you put on there for the captions? It says, who would you rather have as your dynasty QB? Ah. Uh, well, no, see, no. How did I word that badly? What are we talking about? Like Superflex? Super yeah. yeah. You didn't even mention Superflex in there? Okay. I'll do another one for Superflex. No, it's too late. You've ruined the glamour. <laughs> Devin Gorgon over there. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Except for the nerd members, we'll be back in about five minutes. Adios, guys. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't say uh, follow me on Twitter. Oh, all right. At Dynasty Rich. <laughs> I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. I've never not ended a show with the same follow me on Twitter if you want to talk Dynasty. I couldn't keep a five-year streak going, five-and-a-half-year streak going. Keep it, keep it going, man. Oh, if we're at it, too. Hey, leave us a rate and review on iTunes because that's awesome. We're trying to get the 900 reviews. I think we're about 866 around there. Oh. It'd be cool to get 900. So if you have an iPhone, leave us a rate and review. Appreciate Sweet, it. I think now we can wrap this up. All right. Now listen, about this follow demi- the site <laughs> at, oh, at Dynasty at Nerds. Dynasty Nerds. Ooh, we, have, we tell some really comfortable t-shirts. Don't forget about the Facebook page. Oh, do, you, do you know the Facebook group page is at like 55, 5,300 people? Doesn't surprise me. I swear we're accepting like 30 people a day. Dude, the, now it used to be like, oh, if you put a comment on there and ask me a question, you get like 30 comments. Now it's at like 89 comments. You get like, hey, who's the running back? I saw this question like, who's the sneaky running back to own? There's 195 comments oh on that question. Gosh. I'm like, I can't even, I can't go read 195 comments. That's a, that's a short story. <laughs> I can't read that. Who's got time for a short story? Oh, who's, who's, who's Agatha Christie on this thing? What's going on around here? So, yeah, the, the Facebook group is awesome to keep your dynasty yep. thing going all year long. Um, what else can we talk about? Anything else you guys want to put on here? I think we should probably wrap it up now. All right, now we'll wrap it Oh, the T-shirts. Mid- the <laughs> mid- Last Nerd Standing. The Midwest Fantasy Convention. Oh, yeah. Um, it's coming to Canton, Ohio. And I think if, I think we do – I have not promoted this once, so I feel terrible. I think if you use the promo code NERDS, you get like five bucks off a ticket. Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to be there in person. Garrett's going to be there in person. Yep. Matt might be there hungover. Uh, it's a question mark. 
Maybe. He's he's out as of right now. Yeah. But he said if he could make it, he's going to make it. He's saying there's a chance. But he's saying there, there's going to be tons of like other Dynasty podcasts there. For ho- sure. Hosted by Bob Long. Yep. Um, like the Dynasty Trades headquarters podcast is going to be there. I think the Ball Blast Girls are going to be yeah, there. Yeah, they're going to be there. Um, uh, FF Roundtable with, with Dennis and, and Matt. Our, our editor-in-chief, Dennis, yep. the great Dennis uh, at Culture Coach. Yep. Got to give him a follow. He's fantastic. Absolutely. Um. Some some of the famous football crew ballers crew is going to be there. Yeah, Rotoviz is going to be there. Tons of stuff. So yeah, there's like twenty some. If you want to fly in from Alaska, the can Ohio, August eighteenth, eighteenth. <laughs> I think it's eighteenth. I think it's eighteenth too. The Wet Midwest Head. Fantasy Convention. Yeah. Um, if you use the pro code nerds, uh, it's five bucks. But the biggest thing there you're going to do is we got a booth. You can come and make fun of me in person. Awesome. I hate the way you talk. You and your stupid rankings. Where's the, where the hell is the G? Bring me a G, please. I need it. I do TV and radio uh, for ESPN too, and I, I get the same comments. Ain't nothing but a G thing, like, baby. You, you think you would clean up for TV? Not me. No nope. consistent. Keep keep it consistent, Rich. We're at an hour and twenty four minutes. Let's just push it to an hour thirty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.